Hello, friends. Welcome back to the show. Today's episode is all about breathwork and somatic healing. And I am so excited that you're here because I feel like this is a topic that a lot of people don't know about, and it really elevates your healing journey and helps you go so much deeper. It's been such an incredible part of my own healing journey, but something that I really struggled to explain properly. I think sometimes it can feel a little bit woo-woo for people. I know that I was definitely skeptical about it the first time that I heard it. And so I was really looking for someone who specialized in breathwork and somatic healing who could come on the show and talk about it and share not only the mental benefits, but the physical health benefits of breathwork. And so I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Jessica Ofer. Jessica Ofer is the founder of Neshama Breathwork. She is a trauma-informed breathwork and somatic healing coach who is devoted to helping heart-centered leaders ignite the purpose imprinted on their souls. Her soul-body-mind approach creates a haven for clients to reconfigure limiting beliefs and patterns, release traumas stored in the body, and establish a deeper connection to their intuition. Her compassionate, grounding presence creates a haven for clients to heal emotional burdens, create self-coherence, and nurture a regulated nervous system through various expertise, including breathing techniques, body awareness, and inner child work. Jess is based in New York City and works with clients privately and in groups, both virtually and in person. In this episode, we really get into what breathwork is and what the benefits are for your body. You will even hear us go through a practical breathwork session so that you understand what breathing and breathwork really is. Jessica is going to share all about how we can heal from a bottom-up approach, meaning actually foster healing in the body and allow that to help heal the mind. And she'll talk about some incredible techniques, stories, and thoughts around how our brain and our body are connected and how breath is really this bridge between the brain and the body that we can use in order to get to know ourselves better on a much deeper level and really facilitate healing. I am so excited to share this episode with you. I know you guys are going to love it. So let's dive in and welcome Jessica to the show. Welcome to the About Health and Hormones podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Allen, a recovered sugar addict turned certified nutrition coach on a mission to help women learn how to balance their hormones and optimize their fertility. On this podcast, we have conversations with experts about all things health, hormones, wellness, nutrition, and more to give you the information, tips, and tricks you need to take control of your health and feel amazing in your body. I am so happy that you're here and I can't wait to dive in. Jessica, welcome to the show. Hello. Good to be back again. <laughs> yeah, we can tell everyone this is our second time recording because we had a little mishap the first time around um, where Jessica was so nice and gracious and I had to do some breath work, but we'll we'll get into that anyways. Um, okay. So I'm so excited that I'm having you on because like I told you, I feel like you are such an expert in helping people access tools that are so good for their mental health with which everybody needs right now. Um, but I would love if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you, how you got into this. Yeah. So first of all, I'm so happy to be here and thank you. And, uh, it's, it's perfect that we 
are recording this for the second time because life got lifey, which happens. <laughs> and these are the exact tools that we get to use to help expand our nervous system's capacity to be chill when things like that happen. And so you're, you know, for you, it's like, oh, you were so gracious and so nice, but like, it was, it was so no big deal. Like what happened was Lauren's uh, yeah. toddler or yeah, we had basically, there was a, there was a babysitting <laughs> misunderstanding where I thought there was a babysitter with my toddler and she thought she was home alone screaming while I was trying to record with Jessica. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. There's literally like screaming as if someone's murdering her. I think she's alone and whatever this, I guess this just happens sometimes. And I was like mortified and so angry and so upset about the miscommunication. And you were just like, it's okay. Whatever is meant to be like this, you know, we're meant to record at a different time. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, you know, what, what is the unpredictability of a child having a day like oh my gosh everything and the spectrum of like (laughs) duh like of course you know so it's one of those things where in our in our mind we can get so like what I can't believe this is happening like I'm so upset I'm so embarrassed Jessica's gonna think I'm so like irresponsible and and, like the narrative that can get caught up but then there gets to be this separation from it and I promise this is connected to everything that we're going to get into there gets to be this separation of like oh, wait, but what if it just is what it is? And that's what breath work and somatic practices has been so supportive for me in shifting the way that I approach every moment that I experience in life. And, and I, I truly mean that. It's, it's the difference between the, the mindset work that I spent a lot of time doing, which is still incredibly valuable. But when you bring that into the body with the breath, it's a completely different conversation because you are actually becoming the person who practices those things. You're not just talking about it. And so I started my whole health and wellness journey, actually really focusing on my physical health with nutrition and exercise. I was making shifts in started with swapping out white sugar uh, for coconut sugar and maple syrup and honey in some of my favorite baking recipes and swapping out white flour for some um, unprocessed flours and started to realize, oh, this is actually something that I'm really passionate about and interested in. And this was right around the time that COVID was hitting. And so I'm at home about to get married in a few months. My lease ended with my friends. So I moved home for a couple months before the wedding. We were supposed to get married in Israel. Um. And then shutdown happens. Everything locks down. And so I'm living at home. I'm not paying rent. And I get furloughed and then eventually laid off from my job in the tech startup space. Wow. And from the moment that I was in the tech startup space, I was there because of, well, one, I was there because it was super freaking fun and the culture (laughs) and it's young and it's just like good energy and you're drinking a lot and I'm going to happy hour three nights a week and I love my coworkers. And so I'm like having fun and I'm living the life and I am 
so unfulfilled and so burnt out. Why? Was because my soul was so not being nourished. My soul was not receiving what it really needed to. And so when COVID hit and I lost my job and I'm sitting at home, there was this like light bulb moment that happened where my first reaction, of course, was to to cry, to kind of purge those tears. I'm like, oh, shoot, I just got laid off from my job. And then there was this opening of like, this is such a blessing in disguise. This is the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And it was very subconscious, but there was this awareness of like, I think I now get to really feel what do I want to do to really make an impact on this earth? Like, what am I really here for? Because not to knock tech sales, because for some people that can be amazing. And for me, it, it wasn't, it wasn't it. And so I start to make these shifts in my health and I realize, okay, I'm actually really passionate about this. This is something that I want to support myself with, but I can also help other people make shifts in how they take care of their body and their mind. And so I decided to get my health coaching certification from IIN and started making more changes in day to day. I created this amazing exercise routine finally that I was feeling so good about. And so I'm going through this like spiritual awakening. I guess at this point it was more so like physical health journey, but I was beginning my, my personal development exploration and alongside (laughs) we're figuring out what the hell is going on with our wedding. Like, and evidently we did not end up getting married in Israel. We got married in New Jersey and that was all um, beautiful. But as I'm going through all of this, like really challenging time, I'm also stepping into who I like I always knew I I really was and and the path that was meant for me and I didn't know exactly what it looked like but I just knew I was I was getting closer and closer and so I finished IIN I started doing health coaching I got a specialization in gut health and there were there was focusing and working with clients around building healthier lifestyle habits and changing their relationship to food and this, you know, health management over weight management. And it was beautiful and I loved it. And I was starting to want to focus more on my mental and emotional health. I felt like, okay, I'm in a really solid place with my physical routines and just feel really comfortable um, with where I am. And not that I was done growing, but just felt solid in that space. And so I started to try to find different, like a meditation routine. And I tried out different forms of meditation. I was 
exploring different areas and nothing really was resonating for me. I felt like there was something I wasn't accessing. Like I heard about just these deeper levels of consciousness that people can reach. And I wasn't, I wasn't getting that. And so one thing led to another and I come across breath work and immediately the first moment I experienced it, I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Like, this is the most magical, like, it, it, what is this? Like, and I, um, I literally started practicing it every single day. And it was like layers of myself that I had never realized were there that I was getting to on a daily basis. And I was like, what, what is this? <laughs> Wait, can I pause you for a second? Cause I feel like for people who are listening, who don't even like, they don't even know what breath work is, or let's say people who are like me, who are like, I always say I like kind of do all the crunchy things, but I'm not crunchy by nature. Like it's just not my vibe. And I'm mm-hmm. also like a skeptic by nature with all these things. And I remember, I think I was telling you this also last time, the way that I even discovered breath work was I had seen all these people raving about the book Breath by James Nestor. And that book was fascinating to me. So I read it because I saw all these other people who I respected were reading it. And he talks about how like, it had all these effects on the immune system and the cardiovascular system, but also like then, like you're saying this mental, emotional, and then like levels of consciousness stuff would happen when you did the breath work. And I was like, this is so crazy. And what really intrigued me for whatever reason was when he talks about the Wim Hof breathing, which I've like talked a little bit about before, like for my followers who have been there for a long time on Instagram, I used to be really into it because he talks about like, it sounded like literal magic would happen when this guy did his breath work. And he says like, you could just look it up on YouTube and do it for free and try it. So I was like, I have to try this because there's no such thing as something that's like so quick and easy and free and will actually have such a big impact on you. And the first time I did it, I literally felt like my brain was in a different state. Like it was tingly. I almost felt like a lightheadedness, but with electrical clarity, like, I don't know how else to describe it. And it was so wild. I haven't been able to really get in like a super good routine with it. I'm going to ask you for tips on that later, but like, can you explain a little bit more when you say like, you're almost learning about like different parts of yourself or uncovering different parts of yourself for someone who's like brand new to breathwork or has never heard of it. Like explain a little bit about what it is and like how that is even possible with this tool. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm so happy that you named the woo woo crunchy, like, "Mm, is this for real? Because (laughs) I so, I so get that. (laughs) I so get that. And that's why I love breathwork because I can talk about the physical, emotional, and spiritual benefits of this practice. And obviously mental fits in there too. So let's let's start with the physical level, right? Yeah, let's start there. Because I think also a lot of people who are like listening to my podcast, they like that. They want to understand how it's physically affecting them. We're always into, you know, how things are affecting our hormones. But I also always tell people like stress is really deeply affecting our hormones in so many ways, like more than I even want to get into right now. So tell us a little bit how it just even affects things like, you know, your baseline, the stress, the anxiety, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Our breath is constantly sending signals to our brain 
how we're feeling. So the way that we're breathing is essentially dictating. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to like, I'm, I'm very much simplifying this. And there are so many other layers that can be added onto it. So I'm going to just keep it like really narrowed in, but just knowing that there, there is more to that. There's more to it than just this, but we have nerve receptors in our lungs, right? So many people are moving through their day-to-day on a regular basis, breathing maybe with some shallow breaths, with maybe even breathing through the nose, not really paying attention to how we're breathing. And especially with today's world being on so high alert, we have access to information and connecting to news resources and what other people's lives are looking like 24 seven, that's already putting our nervous system on edge more than ever in history. So the nerve receptors that are at the, the top of our lungs are basically signaling that fight or flight mode to the brain. So when we take deeper breaths, the, the lower part of our lungs, so kind of more like deeper in that where that diaphragm is, then we're, th- those are where the nerve receptors are that are sending signals that I'm safe, I'm calm, we're all good. We're in rest and digest space. So the way that we're breathing is literally telling our brain and our body how we are, what state we're in. Let's remember, and for those that don't know, that when we're in fight or flight mode, your body literally doesn't know the difference between if you're being chased by a bear or if your toddler thinks that they're home alone and they're screaming on the top of the lungs. <laughs> Has no idea. Right. I felt like I, I also am really sensitive to it. Like I've had, especially with my kids, I feel it really intensely. Like I feel the cortisol flood my system and speed mm. everything up. Like I'll feel the heart palpitations if my kid cries in the middle of the night, even if I know like they're okay, they're safe. Sleep training didn't work, but like, I know they're safe and I feel that hormonal you're in danger signal. And I have to tell my body like, no, you're not calm down. And like, those are times where I can really utilize things like breath work, because I think also something people don't understand is like, they think everything comes top down from the mind first. Right. And like, I know also you've talked about this, that like breath work is different from other modalities of healing because this is going bottom up and like the body can also tell the brain, actually we're safe or we're calm or we're, we're ready for healing. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly where I was going. 80% of the messages in our body come from the body to the brain through the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve is connected down from the top of the the brain, like the brainstem, all the way down to the gut and is constantly sending messages throughout the body. 80% of those messages are going bottom up the body to the brain and only 20% are going from the brain down into the body. So most of us are walking around going through life, working with the mind and trying to change our minds. But what we really want to do is change our bodies. And so that's what breath work can help us do. What we are doing is expanding our nervous system's window of tolerance for what it can handle, what stress can come our way, 
what comes our way in life where we can handle it from a much more calm, centered, grounded response versus reactive. No, that makes so much sense. Cause also like what you're saying is, you know, if we're able to be in that calm, grounded, centered space, especially when, you know, let's say most of the problems that we're dealing with today, we don't need to be in fight or flight. Like most of the time, let's say you're stressed about work. What you really need is to be clear headed and be able to make a decision or like formulate your thoughts clearly to your boss. So you could express the way you're feeling or whatever, something along those lines. Or for me, like I need to be patient with my toddler or whatever it is. And and the speeding up of the body, getting in fight or flight mode, like that really does prepare us to run for a tiger from a tiger, but it doesn't really prepare us to deal with most of the modern day challenges that we're facing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we need some fight or flight, right? There's this, there's this myth that like fight or flight is bad and it's not good. And there, there are different levels of fight or flight, some fight or flight, some of that, that sympathetic response, which is fight or flight is the nickname for sympathetic for those who are um, unfamiliar. So having some of that is that's like really great for helping us wake up in the morning and being productive. And so it's not like, oh, it's all bad, but we really want to have homeostasis, like a, a calm baseline, as you were talking about for our nervous system to always come home to. So one of the things, one of the best ways to explain it is we all have a certain baseline. So what's your, like, what is your main come from in terms of your most natural state, right? Based off of, and and this is something that the listeners can, can kind of start to think about for themselves and tune into now, like what are the most natural states of emotions that you come back to often? Are you very easily triggered into anger? Are you very easy, easily triggered into being very um, emotional, like very sad or overwhelmed or crying? And none of these are bad at all. It's awareness of understanding. Very often our experiences in life will shape how we move through life as an adult as well, especially in our younger years up until about 12 years old, um, our most formative years. And so how we, what we experience during that time is really going to shape how we're showing up every day. And so when you're familiar and aware of that baseline, you can start to expand it out so that things that once triggered you, once got you riled up and activated or feeling like, like everything is falling apart no longer impacts you in the same way. So on a, on a physical level, there are so many physiological benefits. And so I know we're like went on a tangent with that. So like physical, right? The physiological benefits, we're supporting our immunity. We're supporting blood flow throughout our system. And we're supporting our nervous system. There is a full spectrum of what the practice of breath work can support us in really improving our health, our respiratory system, of course, on, on a regular basis. So for those that are like, okay, the spiritual and the, um, you know, emotional benefits don't resonate with me as much, but the physical benefits of breath work that, that really speaks to me, like that's for you. And 
Wim Hof is a, I would say a great example of that, where he really focuses on and shares like the physical, the physiological benefits of breath work and has a certain uh, approach to how he brings that practice in. The practice that I'm trained in is a little bit different. It's much more, first of all, it's a trauma-informed somatic approach. So um, breath work in and of itself is a somatic process. Somatic uh, is meaning soma, which is body-based. So again, this bottom-up approach. So we're working with the body versus the mind. Yeah, I feel like this is so relevant and so important for you to touch on because also a lot of the people who are listening might be struggling with their fertility. I don't think we have enough research on how trauma affects fertility and infertility, but I believe that a lot of people who are struggling with it are holding on to different types of trauma in the body. It's something that I definitely felt like I experienced. I also know like when I actually started trying to get pregnant, it happened to me that I was working in an environment where I felt like extremely unsafe. Like when you said baseline, that's what I remembered. I was like, when I was in that environment and thank God I was able to get out of there like pretty quickly because it was a really unhealthy work environment. But I felt like every day I woke up, I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe in my body. I don't feel safe at work. I like didn't feel safe coming home. I thought people were like coming from me, whatever. That that was like a whole crazy phase of my life. Um, but I really felt like my body was very much stuck in this anxious mode, even if I could be home and like having dinner with my husband and everything felt safe. And I didn't know how to release that stress from my body. So like, can you talk a little bit about that idea of just somatic healing is it's different than therapy. It's not just like sitting and, you know, going through therapy. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's the, that's the perfect segue into the the emotional benefits of the practice, right? Where trauma and emotions can remain stuck and stored in the body for years, even generations. So one, we can focus on as we're talking about your baseline of how are you feeling on a day-to-day basis? What is present in your life? that's causing certain responses within your body. Maybe, and maybe that's feelings of overwhelm, stress, anxiety. I think also a lot of people that, that listen to this, they're very type A, they're planners. They're like me in the sense of they wake up, they're like, I have 300,000 things on my to-do list. There's never enough time to do them all like trying to do it all, but it's not possible. Like, I think there's a lot of that for women Yeah. also. And that's almost like the baseline or the automatic mode of the brain is like, got to get through the to-do list. There's not enough. I feel overwhelmed. Now I don't have time to like, you know, take care of my health or exercise. There's no time. I think that's like a big story that a lot of people tell themselves. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And so the the question there that I'm, that I'd invite you and the listeners to get curious about is how much of that belief is actually yours? How much of that is actually yours versus maybe what was inherited versus maybe what society expects you to do versus the role of a mother, an employee, a friend, a partner that has these expectations. And where where is that that rooted in of that? I have to constantly have a full plate. I constantly have to have things that I'm getting done in order to 
feel like what I'm doing is enough? It's such a good question. I mean, part of it is for sure inherited from somewhere, but I'm also just thinking realistically, like part of it is, I think that's also how I identify. Like I'm a high performer. I run my own business. So, I mean, you know this, like when you run your own business, there's a never ending to-do list. I'm a mom. So like, (laughs) <laughs> the kids always, I can sometimes barely sit down for more than seven seconds in a row because someone needs a bandaid, someone needs a water bottle, someone needs a toy, someone needs a this. Like it's just always go, go, go. And part of that I do think is like, okay, I'm in the circumstance of having young kids. I'm in the circumstance where I'm running my own business. But part of it is also almost like an addiction to it. If I don't know how to not do this, like my husband will always tell me, Lauren, just like sit, chill. I'm like, I can't, I don't know how to sit. Like I always need to be doing a million and one things which is why for someone like me, breath work is so, it's so profound because honestly, it's part of the only time I ever really just sit and breathe. If I'm like, oh, I'm doing a breath work today. It's another thing on my to-do list, but it's one of the times where I'm sitting down. Yeah. Mm, can we, can we try practice? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to invite you if it feels comfortable to close your eyes and anyone who's listening, I invite you to join in with this practice as well. And you can either gently close your eyes or just rest them in a soft gaze. And just take a deep cleansing breath here. So breathing in through the nose, feeling that breath as it rises deep from the belly up into the chest. And then just sending it out through the mouth, exhaling, letting it go. Let's take two more breaths like that, breathing in through the nose, filling up all the way. Envisioning that breath as it flows up into the chest and then out through the mouth. And taking one more breath just like this. And on the bottom of your last exhale, I want you to slowly drop your awareness from your mind and almost as if it's like honey just dripping down the front of your face, the back of your body, just bringing your awareness to the center of your heart space. Just resting your awareness in this space here and just noticing what feels present. Noticing if there's any thoughts that are running through your mind of like, what are we doing here? Like this is weird. And not judging those thoughts, but just letting them be there and maybe letting them float by. And then bringing your awareness back to your heart space if you get distracted. And then starting to notice if there's any physical tension that you might be feeling maybe in your shoulders or in your jaw, anywhere in your body. Again, not judging or identifying, but just simply noticing. And through the lens of your heart, can you now notice where your feet are? 
Are you sitting in a chair and your feet are resting and sitting on the ground? With your knees bent? Are you laying down? Are you walking and on the go? Just being aware of your full presence in this moment, wherever you are. And so from this space, Lauren, I'm gonna ask you to, to bring that awareness back to your heart space here. And I wanna invite you to get curious about that type A, love to achieve, love to have a full plate, can't sit still. Getting into that identity for a moment. Maybe taking a deep breath, just breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. As you're feeling into that identity, I'm curious what's arising physically in the body or anything that you notice, any sensations. I feel like activity in my brain. I don't know how else to explain it. Like I feel the cogs turning in my brain. I don't yeah. feel it so much in the body right now. Sometimes I'll feel it in my chest when I think about this, but right now it's more just in the brain. Yeah. And that makes sense, right? That's the, because the brain is almost, is, is part of the body as well, right? It's the part that doesn't want to shut down, that loves to feel active and busy. And so feeling grateful to that part, right? For wanting to keep you productive and feeling like safe. And so let's just take another deep breath, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. So that activity in the brain, what's it saying? And does it feel familiar? Yeah, it definitely feels familiar. It feels, it's saying like most of the things that you've been able to achieve have been because of this drive. Mm. So all a lot of the things that I'm really proud of, a lot of the things that I'm really happy about are because I'm always in like the doing mode. And at the same time, then there are also these memories of not, yeah, I guess they are memories. They happened in the past of times where I'll like sit and I'll go get a coffee and I'll bring a book and like, I'll have my slow times that feel really good. And just being like, you also can take those times and it doesn't take away from you accomplishing anything. Like it's enough when you are also taking the slow time for yourself. So like, I hear that voice again, I think, cause I've done a lot of these types of practices around this of just being like, oh, remember you can also slow down and it's going to be okay. Mm. Yeah. 
And I love that awareness because that is the permissioning of duality where that type A go, go, go part can be so beneficial. It can be the reason and and the contributing factor to why you've been as successful as you are and as productive as you are and getting to create space for the stillness, for the calm, for the quiet and recognizing that both get to exist and be a part of how you move through life is a really beautiful balance, right? And so the invitation for everyone who is listening to is to to get curious with that, that voice of the doer and understanding what's your come from, right? And is, when is the doer fully in using its strength, right? And so in being able to get things done and create the business that you want or show up for your family and your friends in a way that feels really good for you? And when is it maybe in a distortion of this, I have to get things done to feel like I am enough? And so that's the the question that can be just really interesting there. And again, really not from a judgment place at all, a place of curiosity of what's my come from? What When I am really wanting to be, when I'm, when I'm really working on things to get them done, am I doing this from a place of joy and fulfillment and this feels really good for me and I know how to get things done? Or is my come from, I like to keep myself really busy so that I don't have to slow down and look at the things that I don't want to look at because there's a lot bubbling underneath the surface that if we have to look at, S-H-I-T is going to hit the fan. (laughs) I don't know if I can say that on here, right? And so that, and what I love is when you spoke about safety in the body, it's like, is there safety in your body to have the permission to slow down and what is the body afraid of what is that little part afraid of if you allow yourself to slow down it's so crazy because I really do feel like even just I don't know how long that was maybe five minutes but I feel so much more grounded after just doing it for five minutes and again I think for me, I'm trying to remember when I first started breath work. And again, I haven't been super consistent with it, but like I'm pretty consistent with yoga. They do a lot of breath work in the beginning or the very ends of yoga. And it's so much easier for me to quickly tap into that. Like before we started, when we were just in the mode, it's funny, you talk about the baseline. Like I could recognize now that my baseline is just a little bit different than when we started, like a little less anxious, a little less focused on like okay. And the podcast and the episode, and like, I'm here with you, but I'm also in my head, like I have to write the show notes and when's it coming out and the release date and blah, blah, blah. And doing the cover artwork. Like there's that piece of my brain is really, really hard to shut off. But the more that I go into this practice, the more I'm able to be like, just be here. Like you're talking to Jessica and you're so grounding. And, and it's such a cool tool because I forget sometimes how accessible it is, but it's always accessible. Yeah, it's so is accessible. And it's 
I ha- I have that part too. And I've done a lot of work, like the the busy mind wanting to think about all the logistical things. And it's it's great, right? We also get to create separation from it. So there gets to be this shift in identity of I am not my thought. And something too is what you mentioned is like we we have these things that these are our identities these are our stories that we tell ourselves so it's like this is my story and how much of it is real and how much of it is something that I've taken on that I've assigned to myself that I have believed to be so true that isn't real and we can do that with everything I I and so what we just did is a somatic practice. So a body-based practice of really creating one of body awareness, but also using what's called parts work. So parts work is rooted in internal family systems therapy, IFS therapy. And so the training that uh, I had, the somatic breathwork program, really incorporates a lot of parts work. Uh, and I, I won't get too into the weeds now, but essentially seeing that that identity of the type A as a part and not your identity, not who you are, but a part of you that gets to be there and gets to exist and is part of a, a larger ecosystem in your body of different parts that we all have and a part that works really hard for you right? It takes on a lot of responsibility, carries a lot, because that's where sometimes it can get into the distortion of the part of when maybe the weight of the world feels like it's on your shoulders. I have a part when when I'm getting into a state of overwhelm, for example, and I feel like I'm taking on too much, I will feel that in my shoulders, like the tension in the back of my neck just build up very, very intensely. And it's this part for me that's looking at like, okay, do you need to slow down or do you need to reframe how you're perceiving this situation? And so when what I love is to pair parts work, right? So what we're talking about right now with breath work, where we then get with that part right? Yeah. That is feeling like, oh my God, I'm carrying so much right now. I'm so overwhelmed. This is too much. And then I can start to send breath up and through that space. So let's, for example, say that we're working, right? So your mind is feeling really active, kind of working with how you were feeling. And I'm curious, how's the mind feeling now? Well, I have so many thoughts about what you're saying. (laughs) but I also like I'm the type of person and I always explain this to people like I'm kind of introverted not because I'm shy like most people who know me are like you you don't seem like an introvert because I'm not shy but I'm like I have 400 billion thoughts a day like I need hours and hours to process them alone so like if I don't get at least like five hours of alone time I start to lose my mind because I have like I have so many thoughts on what you're saying I'm thinking a lot about how this affects me in pregnancy because I have like severe, severe pelvic and hip pain. And when I went in my second pregnancy to a pelvic floor therapist, she was like, I thought I for sure had like a very specific type of skeletal 
opening that was making it hard for me to carry my belly. And she was telling me like a lot of the pain was coming because my diaphragm was so tight on one side and it was like making my hip compensate. And she would make me do these breathing exercises that I would like only do in the office. I wasn't doing my homework. I wasn't really doing them at home. And it helped so much to like breathe into those areas and see what things were coming up. And a lot of it, I would tell her like when I would focus on those, the pain in those areas, I was like, my to-do lists are just coming up. Like my shopping list and my cooking list and my meal prep and my business and like stuff for the kids and stuff for work. And, and I think a lot of it is also, it's like the stuff you get praised for. I mean, also like we're recording this in real time, it's December. So like I'm in Israel, there's been a war. I've been in like hyper mode of, of cooking and taking care of people and doing so much. I'm like, it's also the stuff that I'm like, this is the best way to be functional. Like, I don't want to be just sitting and stuck in the emotion and not doing anything. Like to me, doing equals productive and productive equals like, what is the other point of being here if you're not going to be productive? So like, I, I know that those are stories that I tell myself and I know that it also ends up then becoming distorted. Like you said, like it ends up really hurting me. And I think in my pregnancies, my body's like, whether you like it or not, we are going to force you to be bedridden because you need to stop. Like I can't, I literally can't walk or at least I couldn't walk in both my pregnancies after like 26 weeks. And I think it was my body just being like, nope, you're not bringing a baby into this world until you sit in a bed for like 12 weeks because we can't, like, you can't keep doing this. And honestly, like pregnancy and motherhood really has made me slow down because I just, I don't function without that slowness either. Mm. I didn't realize this was going to turn into a therapy session. (laughs) No. And it's so, it's so real, right? That's the thing is like, this is where we bring in the, the practicality of it, where maybe some of your listeners have heard of the book or just the concept that the body keeps the score, right? And coming from bringing- I love that book. It's it's a, if you haven't, by the way, I just have to say this to everyone listening. If you haven't read that book, you have to read it. It is, I think if everyone in the world read that book, we'd have a better world. And it's actually a life-changing book. No doubt. And it's so funny because I've actually never read the book. <gasps> you have to read it. I know. I think I like live by and already- um, have done a lot of the work that is shared in that book, but I, I know I have. He talks a lot about internal internal family systems also, but it's it's um it's the body keeps the score by Bessel van der Kolk. I think that's how you pronounce it. And I'll add on to that the the author the the founder and creator of internal family systems therapy, Dick Schwartz, um, wrote a book called No Bad Parts, and he basically explains how the, the concepts that are used in IFS therapy, which is there are wounded parts, our protector parts, right? So um, I, yeah, I can get into, but that'll take us down a whole other rabbit hole. I feel like even just you touching on this, it's starting to explain to people how much just getting in touch with the breath leads to you like understanding and noticing all these other parts of you. And I think for a lot of people, it's so much more accessible than meditation. Cause I know when I talk to clients about like building in some kind of stress management practice, we talk about breath work because it's so much less intimidating to think about focusing on your breath. Cause like, okay, so we focus on the breath as opposed to, even though there's a lot of kinds of meditation, like quieting the mind, clearing the mind feels very intimidating for those of us who, you know, are used to being 
stimulated with content every second of every day. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Like there, there are so many different directions that we keep hopping into. And I love it because there are so many things that like, oh, you know, I thought like, oh, for sure we'll come up and what I want to say. And one of the the biggest things that I want to share of like, what is breath work (laughs) is that it is, in my belief, the most powerful self-healing modality that exists. And it is a gateway. I would say it can, it can be a gateway to a stronger meditation practice for those that are looking to bring more of that into their life. And breathwork is almost like an active meditation where yes, you're focusing on the breath. And when I'm, when I'm bringing clients and breathers through a longer session, often we'll start in with a grounding meditation practice to really bring yourself into the space, then work in and bring in the breath pattern that we're using. And then come back into a grounding meditation. And what happens is in the the aftermath, you are able to drop in so much further into that meditation because you're in this deeper state of awareness, this deeper state of consciousness, which we were talking about earlier, right? And yeah, it's one of those things that you just don't really, you until you experience it, you don't fully understand it because it's not, it's not something that our logical mind can comprehend. It's like the only thing I can compare it to <laughs> is like people will come out and be like, I've never done LSD or mushrooms, but if I did, I'm pretty sure that's what it feels like. And it's the ethereal higher than self experience that it can, it can bring you to and through. So there's, there's so many different benefits to breath work. There's different styles of breath work, right? So we have more grounding, relaxing. I need to go to bed and clear my mind and shut down for the day breath work. And we have more activating, more let's wake up, let's get things moving and flowing in the system. Let's release stuck energy and emotions that might have been there for a very long time. Let's get with the trauma and the parts in a really safely guided and held way, which is where the the trauma-informed part of my education comes in, so that we can really heal the parts of us that we've, my mentor said this other day, and I love it, the parts of us that we've been at war with for years that, again, might not even be ours, that we've been holding onto these beliefs about ourselves and coming back into this place of true alignment with our souls and what we're really here for. And that's where the spiritual part comes in. And so if this isn't for you, that's okay. But it's this full spectrum practice of, yes, there are deep physical, physiological benefits of this work. There are emotional benefits of this work where we can be so much more in tune with our responses to life when life gets lifey and expanding our nervous system's tolerance for what it can handle. And we have the spiritual benefits of, I have never felt more connected to my relationship with God. 
I've never felt more connected to my relationship with myself and with my, my soul's like, what is the voice of my soul, my truth, my intuition versus what's my ego? What's my conscious logical mind? What are my parts that are trying to keep me safe, but are really just holding me back from fully expressing myself, from fully using my voice, from really embodying what I'm I'm meant to be here and meant to be doing. It's so beautiful. I'll tell you two things that came to my mind when you were saying that. One is, you know, you're talking about how it's so connected to the soul. And if you think of in Hebrew, like in the Torah, when they talk about God putting soul into man, they use the word breathe, right? Like that's the verb that's used. And then also when you think of the neshama, it's the same, like the Hebrew word for soul from an etymological place. Um, it's the same letters. It's like the same root as soul and breath. And I don't know, that came to mind as like, I really hear what you're saying. And I think it's also that kind of thing. You have to practice it. So if someone's listening, they're like, what are they talking about? You have to just, you kind of have to do it to feel it. But another thing that came to mind that I have been thinking a lot about for myself, and I recorded an episode a few weeks ago about just like my experience postpartum feeling really like there were a lot of thoughts that were not my own that came in about my body and how it was looking and how I don't feel like myself anymore. And one thing that's really helped me is building my relationship with my body in a way that has nothing to do with my physical appearance. And for me, like a a lot of it is accessed through yoga, not from a place of trying to like manipulate or tone my body, but like really getting into these weird pretzel-y positions and just being like, oh, hey, like I've never seen Lauren in this position anymore. It's like interesting to meet myself in this new position, like really from that place. And I think with breath work, it's really similar. Like I know when I've done it and I like when I do the Wim Hof one, at least he tells you really pay attention to your blood flow. And how often do we ever pay attention to our blood flow? But when you pay attention, you like feel the blood circulating through your body and bringing nutrients to your fingertips and your toes. And like when I've done, I do a lot of breath work and acupuncture because I'll pass out if I don't, but like, I'll feel it going to my ovaries. And I feel like that that's a place that I've been able to like meet myself in a way where I've just never done it before because with all the noise in our world, like who pays attention to their circulation, you know? And I feel like with breath work, you can really like, it's what you said, you get into your body and you meet yourself for who you really are in a way that is so hard to do when you're just talking or just thinking or, you know, doing these other practices. Mm, Okay. Two things. And I'll start with the second one because the other one, you'll you'll see why. Here's here's like, I want to actually leave everyone with a practice that they can incorporate into their life. So the next time that you notice that you are triggered, maybe you're overwhelmed by your workload, maybe you're feeling really anxious. Maybe someone made a comment that really dug under your skin. Maybe you got a bad work email. Oh, maybe this is a big one. People see comments on Instagram that they're like not even in the conversation, but they'll be like, that person wrote this. I can't believe it. Like they're so whatever. Yes. Okay. That's so a good, classic right? one. We're seeing a lot of that these days. <laughs> uh, aren't we ever? <laughs> yes. So in that moment, if you can, I want you to, maybe you can close your eyes or just try to notice, okay, I'm, I'm triggered. 
what does that mean? How, how do I know that I'm triggered? Where am I feeling that in my body? So maybe there's like a pit that just arrived in my chest. Maybe there's a tightness, like this almost like contracted feeling. Maybe my jaw feels really tight. Maybe my heart feels like it's like pulling backwards. Maybe my stomach feels like it's going to fall out of my butt. Like what, just noticing what's a physical sensation? Where is that arising in your body? And then start to try to bring some breath to that area. So what you'll do is, okay, someone posted something on Instagram. You're like, what are you, are you kidding me? Oh my God. I hate, oh, I'm so like, I'm so angry. Oh, okay. My chest feels so tight right now. My shoulders feel like they literally are carrying so much. I like everything just feels so tight right now. And then I want you to literally start sending your breath up and through those areas. So what does that mean? Start taking deep breaths, breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth, and almost envision this like circular motion going, spinning in those areas, just pulling out that tension, relieving it, just meeting it, letting it know like, hey, I see you and like, let's let it go. Hey, I see you and let's let it go. And so you can do that for a minute. You can do that for five minutes. You can do that for 10 minutes, whatever it is. And continue to stay there until you notice it slowly start to shift. And really allowing, if you can, remembering to allow that awareness to come more so from your heart versus your mind. So as you notice it, just sending love to those places. And I know that that can seem a little crunchy, woo-woo, but it's it's like so real. There is so much scientific evidence behind sending love and using our heart energy to meet the parts of us that feel crunchy. So again, closing your eyes, noticing where you feel it in the body, sending your breath up and through that space. Really simple practice, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. Maybe as if you're like blowing it out through a straw, you can also do it through the mouth. But um, so breathing in through the nose, almost as if you're blowing off steam. And just notice how you feel after that. You can practice that for a minute. And such a good tip because people can also do this like in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly when to do it. And it takes practice, right? So maybe the first few times you're going to notice it after the fact. Maybe it's like, oh, wow, I felt so triggered there. Huh. Okay. Where did I feel that? Yeah. I feel like I normally feel that, especially in my chest area. So it's like what we're doing is starting to become familiar with the patterns that arise in our body and then getting really comfortable with sending breath to those areas to release the narratives, the stories, the beliefs that are stuck in the body that can create that body's messages and signals to tell you, "Mm -mm, you're going to stay in bed for the next 12 weeks because (laughs) you're not getting our messages. And so this work is a practice of really listening to the whispers of your soul, the whispers of your body that can be impacting your health, your hormones, 
your relationships, your waking up routine, your ability to sleep, your ways that you respond to your husband when he doesn't do the dishes, the way that you react to your children, the way that there's a certain trigger that you've always had from your mom and you can't understand why. All of these things are deeply embedded into our cells, our DNA, and breath work is one of the most powerful ways to let go of all of these things that we have been carrying that literally was never even yours to carry that could have been inherited. Right. We talk about, wow. we yeah. talk about, Oh, there's breast cancer that runs in my family. God forbid, God forbid, God forbid. We talk about, Oh, anxiety, depression runs in my family. Yeah. Okay. Now let's look at the beliefs, the limiting symptoms, the I'm not good enough. I'm not seen dynamics that can be passed down from generation to generation because of things that weren't healed talk about as jews how you know fam family members and ancestors that survived the holocaust these are things that are in our dna and so it's up to us to do the work to release these beliefs these stories these traumas these emotions that are living and stored in the body so that we don't continue to pass them on Wow. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And for someone who is like, okay, what you're saying is speaking to me, but I don't even know how or where to get started. Cause I think also like once you have the practice and you understand the different techniques, it's a lot easier to implement them in the moment when you're feeling triggered or feeling stressed or something, but it's hard to kind of do that without having done the exercises. You know what I mean? So what would you recommend? And I know also like you offer different, um, ways that you guide people through breath work. So like someone who's interested in getting into this, where would they even start? Yeah. W one of the things about this work is that it's like the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. So it's the same with working out, right? You're not going to work out or like eat a blood sugar balancing meal once and then everything is going to change and like that's it and you go on to like eating sugar and not working out for another 10 months right there's <laughs> that's not going to create lasting impact so breath work somatic work like really understanding the parts and pieces of us that we need to just like pour love into the the health benefits that are going to come from increasing our the the balance and improving the balance between co2 and o2 in our system oxygen and carbon dioxide in our system and the immune and benefits right these these all come from practicing it regularly so for someone who's just kind of like dabbling and wants to experiment with um how do i how do i get more into this work there are apps that exist that can feel really supportive. Um, the, the breathwork program that I am certified through pause breathwork has an app that's great. Um, there's an app called other shift. That's also great. So these are, these are great little like ways that you can slowly start to implement it into your life. Um, they're not going to bring in the, the somatic pieces, like the pieces of really getting deep into the work. So for, for those that are like really committed to this, this is speaking to me, like this is calling me. Those are the clients that I work with in my world. And so I have, oh, I didn't even get into the, the other point number two, 
which I guess ties into all of this, but Lauren, you bringing up Nishama is so relevant because I actually just called my, I, I just kind of changed the name of my um, breathwork business to Nishama Breathwork. <laughs> oh, and I feel like I knew this actually. Yeah, Maybe I think I wrote it, was it in my head. blurb. Um, yeah, okay. And like on my website, I have that exact Nishama and Nishima. Nishama is spelled in Hebrew and just the different, uh, what do they call it when you like sound it out? <laughs> the vowels. So that that's like where the difference is. And there's, there's, that's exactly it. Like the connection between our soul and our breath. So I truly like believe in the healing benefits of breathwork and somatic processing. Like I, I live and breathe it the way that I've come into myself since practicing this work. Like for those that <laughs> knew me then and now it's, it's not like, oh, I've changed so much. It's that I've, I've shed the layers. I've shed the things that were not mine. Like I, I shed all the stories and the limiting beliefs and the doubts and was able to really remember who I am at my core. So those that are deeply devoted to this work and want to incorporate these practices into their, their being, <laughs> the, the essence of who they are, I have a private container called Nishama that I really offer a custom, personalized, unique approach to the shifts that people want to make in their lives to really release and move through the stories and the doubts that have been stored in your body and keeping you stuck and maybe even creating disbalance and dysregulation within your organs and within the functionality of your body, right? Um, and I also have a new program that is a group program that is going to be starting, I think, in, in mid-January called Nishama Connection, which is going to be a really intimate group of Jewish women who are spiritually minded, who are deeply devoted to their growth through this work, who want to really embody the mission that's on their soul, like that's just imprinted on their souls that want to really release and move through the parts and patterns and pieces that have been holding them back from fully expressing who they really are and that are just like really interested in using this work to become who they're, they're always meant to be, just inspire the world through being so grounded and centered and present like that is what this work has done for me and so it's always been a part of my mission to be able to pour back into the Jewish community there's so much that we get to benefit from even Kabbalistic beliefs and there's like Kabbalistic meditations that are so powerful to really deepen the connection to this work. So for those that are really curious around going in there, <laughs> really getting in there, that's 
where I would say definitely feel free to reach out to me to learn more about these programs to see if it feels like it's an aligned fit for you. And it's like one of those things, like if you're listening, like if you know, you know, like, you yeah. know, if it's for well, you. even what you just did with me a little bit ago, I felt like having someone guide you through it is very different than when you're just using an app or just following something on YouTube, which I'll do a lot, but like I get lost and sometimes I'll forget my counting. Like I do a lot of, you know, bucks breathing or four, seven, eight, like those are just really easy, basic ones to start with, but it's not the same as when someone's guiding you through it and like really keeping you anchored into the practice. Um, before we go, I have to ask, cause I'm always so curious about people's like their own personal practices and habits. What do you do for your breathwork practice? Like, are you practicing every day? Do you wake up and do like half hour like what does it look like for you on a day-to-day basis just because I'm nosy yeah honestly every single day looks so different I definitely practice every single day and there are seasons like moments I'm seeing seasons in parentheses that I have like a very consistent set routine right now because I I'm in a I'm in a business mentorship space that with my mentor that founded the breathwork program, um, where we have like weekly breathwork calls, and so I I have access to different live breathwork calls, so I'll lean into those spaces a lot. Um, so that's going to be like an hour breathwork session. Wow. And then I will use apps. I'll definitely practice my so like I'll try to wake up and practice in the morning, kind of like a breathing, different practices. I'm hoping that this really jumpstarts me to like get back into my practice because part of what I do on this podcast is selfishly invite people on with that talk about topics that I'm really interested in because usually my audience is also interested in these things. But like I had someone who came on, Naomi Eastman, who was just so knowledgeable about like building muscle and strength training and how it's really good for blood sugar balance. And I've been so consistent with my strength training since she came on. And I'm like, okay, mm. I'm kind of like waiting. I was kind of waiting to do this episode. I'm like, then I'm going to get back into it. Cause I find it's something that like, again, it goes back to the story. I'm like, oh, I don't have time. Even though once I do it, if I take 10 minutes to do it, I'm so much more focused and productive. Like it always ends up being better for me and I feel so much better and I sleep so much better. But I don't know. I have this block of just like, there's something in me that I'm like, oh, I just don't want to do it. I don't know. I have to have to work through that and get back into a better habit of it. But this was so amazing. Jessica, thank you so much. And I know you told everyone about um, your programs, tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah. So most easy would be at Jess Ofer Health on Instagram. My website is nishamabrothwork.com. So it, yeah, they'll be fully live by the time the show is live. So we can share that already. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. And I feel like this was just so... I don't know. You're so like, it's so clear that you're doing what you're meant to be doing. And I also just love talking to people who are in their element and really just like putting what they're here for out into the world. So it was such a pleasure. Mm, Thank you. Yeah. I loved this conversation. We could actually continue this for hours. And I also just want to name that it was really awesome having this conversation with you because I love the awareness that you brought into it as well with bringing in hormones and the the 
physicality in the body. So it's always just so refreshing to have conversations with people who bring a new perspective. So thank you for that. Thank you so much for listening to the About Health and Hormones podcast. If you loved today's episode, I would love to know. Please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so I can make this podcast even better for you all. I would love to connect with you. Follow me on Instagram at Lauren Allen Nutrition or head to my website, www.laurenallennutrition.com to learn about my coaching programs and stay up to date on all of my latest workshops and courses. I am so glad you are here today and I wish you all health and happiness.